This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. You're listening to America's Off-Road Podcast. Brought to you by Off-Road Power Products. Fueled by enthusiasm, a passion for the outdoors, and a spirit of adventure, we drive the industry we love. Hey guys, welcome and thanks for tuning in to America's Off-Road Podcast. As always, you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and Google Play. I've got Mr. Ashford West with us here today. Hey guys. What's going on, sir? Oh, you know, talking about tents and things. Yes, sir. Today we are going to be talking about rooftop tents. Uh, Before Mm -hmm. we dive into it, if you guys do have any questions on a future episode, past episodes, suggestions, make sure you email us at podcast at offroadpowerproducts.com. We love getting those. We've already done a couple episodes on um, Answering customer some questions. requests. Yeah. So yeah. you want to hear something, shoot it in. Um, we'll get it uh, recorded. Uh, but yeah, today we're talking about rooftop tents, which is like overlanding, kind of the big thing right now. I think a year ago, people thought it was just a big storage compartment on yeah. the top of your truck that's kind of uh, funny that you say that i can't now that i think of that i've like i don't know how many like events that i've went to or like a coffee stand and people are like what is that on the back of your truck yeah is that like a a storage bin yeah i still yeah. get it to this day i don't know if you get it when you've got your arb one on yours but yeah. family members or just people i see at like, a gas station mind they're like blown what do you keep in that thing <laughs> I'm like it's not a storage container <laughs> Um, if it was, why would I have it up on my roof? Yeah. So for those of you that have no clue what a rooftop tent is, um, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's kind of a boring subject here, but I figure we we need to cover this topic because there's a lot of people that just got into whether yeah. it be overlanding or just want to mm. have better creature comforts and get outdoors with their family or friends or just by themselves. There's there's alternatives to the old school throwing a tent on the ground. Uh, nothing yeah. wrong with sleeping on the ground, but the creature comforts that come along with rooftop tents is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it is somewhat new. I mean, how long ago did they, I mean, I shouldn't say it's new. There's been, been rooftop around. tents for yeah. a long time, but it's really blown, blown up in the last 
four years, five yeah. years. I, th- I think even last year was probably one of the bigger years, at least from from what I've seen. Um, you know, we're starting seeing them here local in Spokane all the time. But yeah, the main purpose of this this podcast is to kind of target the person that's wanting to either buy one or upgrade to a different one. So we want to give you all of our personal experiences, our pros, our cons, so you can yeah. make an educated purchase. Because as cool as they are, there's definitely some downsides to it. Um, but essentially, rooftop tent, for those of you that don't know what it is, is it's exactly what it sounds. It's a collapsible tent that is stored on the top of either your canopy, a bed rack, um, or yeah. the roof of your vehicle. Which makes it easy because there's a lot of vehicles my favorite thing about them is the fact that they are mobile and they're always on the vehicle. Yeah. Like, for example, your ZR2, you keep your tent on year, year, year round. round. Yep. So it could be at any moment that you could be out and you just want to pitch a tent, stay the night, you're ready to go. Yeah. Where, Even if I get, like, stranded. Yeah, I've thought about that quite often. Right. Like, yeah, it's it's handy to have. Totally. And it um, definitely offers some benefits from the traditional tent on the ground or just sleeping in the rig. I mean, you open up all that additional space in the back of the vehicle, or if it's a truck, you can put it up over top of the bed and still carry your toys or coolers or chairs or whatever it may be. Um, but there's lots, I think you're spot on right there, talking about the pros and cons of them. There's lots of pros. There's a couple cons. Yeah. And I think right out of the gate, if you're looking to buy a rooftop tent, um, I, probably one of the most common questions is going to be the hard shell versus soft shell. I agree. Um, and, and what I mean by hard shell versus soft shell is there's two types of rooftop tents. There's either what looks like, kind of like those old Thule ski carriers, but bigger. Um, yeah. It, it's a hard Classic. shell. It looks like a big storage thing, but the hard shell ones typically... Uh, the majority of them just pop either straight up or they pivot and make kind of a triangle. Um, The soft shell ones um, are the ones that you kind of see a little hump in the middle of it. It's because there's a ladder there. You take the cover off. They actually fold out, and then there's a ladder that you climb up into it. Um, Some of the hard shells have ladders too, but... Yeah. Most of the soft shell versions are... Think of it like a book when you open a book. Um, There's a couple of rods in the middle, and when you you open the book... um, or you open the tent, the whole tent kind of deploys and pulls up, excuse me, and uh, gives you access usually through the means of a ladder to get up into it. And then uh, would you know, depending on the tent size, will offer different mattress sizes. So those have their pros because you can get a bigger tent, bigger in a smaller yeah. package because yep. it folds. Where soft, or I should say, hard shells, they're fixed. Obviously, they don't fold out or anything like that. They're a fixed shell, and when they do pop up. Um, they're they're fixed at that point. So the size of the outside diameter of the tent or the shell is the same size as the interior for the most part. Yeah. Whereas the the soft shells are doubled, doubled essentially. Yeah. Whatever whatever footprint you're looking at when it is collapsed, the mattress is typically double that size. Yeah. It's just um, a giant burrito. Yeah. Exactly. Now one of the pros I love about hard shells because we've got some here um, is how fast they set up and how fast they break down. It is literally a lot faster. A couple switches. I mean, you could do it in under 60 seconds if you were booking. And a lot of them have, the hard shells have um, kind of like your struts that open your canopy door yep. or like your hood. Um, those little hydraulic shock looking struts will help assist it to pop up. Yep. So once you undo the latch, it just does its thing. It pops up and you pull your ladder down and you go to sleep. 
Yeah. The other awesome thing with the hard shells is the amount of space you have when it is closed. Because it's a hard shell, and when you close it, obviously it's somewhat rounded shape, so you can put a lot of stuff in there, all your gear, sleeping bags, fairly thick stuff. You can do that um, with soft shells, which we'll get into, but the hard shells just has a whole bunch of empty space in there when it is collapsed, so you can stow a lot more gear in a hard shell um, and save room so you can pack other things. Um, that's one thing that I, I think is really cool with the hard shells is you can essentially close it and your bed is made pillow ready to go. So when it pops open, you just climb into your sleeping bag. Yeah. And it also offers with the hard shells, the, the shell itself is the cover, um, uh, with a soft shell, I guess we're going to refer to it as hard shell and soft shell. Yeah. We're talking about tacos here. Um, <laughs> the Tuesday. Yeah. Is it? No, I said it's not even Tuesday. We're quarantined. I don't even know what day it is anymore. <laughs> Um, the soft shells usually have a cover that goes over the top of it made out of, um, you know, like a vinyl or heavier duty material to protect the tent. In order to remove that, you usually have to unzip it. So it adds a couple additional steps to get down to the tent before you can fold it out. That cover, in my opinion, that's the hardest part, at least with my tent. It's a kind of a pain to get it on and off because they do fit really tight over the top of it. Yep. It's like trying to put that sleeping bag back in the package that it came in. You, it just doesn't happen. Yeah. So it's kind of a pain where hard shell covers there. I mean, the, the shell is the cover. So once it pops up, you don't have anything to unzip or anything like that. It's it's deployed and ready to roll. And there's nothing worse than trying to put a cover either off or on a soft shell when it's like 32 degrees outside. Well, that's pretty warm. Yeah. I mean, remember when we went? <laughs> oh, yeah. Camping up in, um, yeah, the, the lookout fire lookout in Montana. in Montana. Yeah, it was like negative 16. We went went in and it was like we were all in shorts and t-shirts it was like 56 and then we get up to the lookout tower and wake up to like two inches of snow and negative 16 degrees yeah um not fun yeah so there's which brings up the weather side of it um yeah soft shells one con that i or i I guess we're on the topic of hard shells the hard shells do offer probably a little bit better weather protection when they're closed and that's just simply because when they're closed, they're almost oh, yeah. like a seal. It's like, think of like a Tupperware lid when it's popped on or over the top. Um, usually the top half of the shell is larger than the bottom half, and it'll be some tar- some sort of rubber gasket around the outside, and it really seals everything in. So if you drive through poor weather or snow or sleet, mud, whatever it may be, it really helps keep the interior of the tent dry. Not to say that I've ever had an issue with a soft, no, but I think the main issue is if you get through like really, really damp environment, um, like you deploy the tent, it rains, you put it, up, put it down, yeah. put your cover on and you wait six months. And it's all stuck it. up it's, in there. Yeah. You can yeah, get you got some mold some, and stuff like that. Some goofy and stuff growing in there. That's a good point. Cause if you are, especially up here in the Pacific Northwest, it's probably a good idea if you are in that kind of environment, as soon as you get back, you get a nice day, open I it open up, it. let it breathe out. Yeah, um, I usually throw mine up in a hot day and unzip all the windows and yeah let it do its thing defunkify itself yeah exactly now one of the cool things whether it be a hard shell or a soft shell with these rooftop tents is the mattress mm. one of my favorite things oh yeah um you know i was always packing around either that huge massive queen blow up in a bag that weighed 20 pounds that would take me forever to blow up and massive air mattress yeah and then we'll have a hole or you would wake up in the middle of the night and your back is on the ground but your feet and your head are up in the air <laughs> um these the technology of these rooftop tents has 
get gotten crazy. Um, the the mattress in mine is unbelievable. I've got a twenty three zero tent. I know you've got an ARB. We've got a Tapui on another one of our trucks. Um, Front Runner makes a great tent. Um, Some good options. But the mattresses there. in there, they're awesome. You fold it out, and you don't have to pack an air mattress. You don't have to pack a pad. Oh, it's ready to go. It's all incorporated right into the rooftop tent, which makes it that much cooler, um, that much more convenient. You save a ton of room from that aspect. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, the either or soft shell, shot, yeah, bleh. soft shell and hard shell, they both have a, they usually have some type of foam mattress already built into them. Yep. So for example, on the soft version itself, when it folds, it'll have usually a foam mattress and it's attached to the base of the floor of the tent. Um, so it just basically folds in half like a taco. And when you unfold it, you have your full size mattress and that foam, I would say if I had to give a random number is usually like three ish in inches thick, yep. which is game changing compared to like your little air mattress that you have to sleep on the ground or just sleeping on the ground. And most of them, like you said, the 230 tent you have, it, yeah. it is plush. It is a really comfortable mattress. I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. I've slept my whole family in there. Um, nobody had complaints. Um, yeah, cool. they make, they make some, and the, the mattresses too, it's not like a bare mattress. They come with the, it's Got not a fitted, fitted sheet. It's yeah. like sewn onto the mattress. So you really could go without bringing extra sheets to put down underneath you. Yeah, I don't. Mine has, I don't like either. My Airbnb has a, it's like a black, I don't know. It's a, I want to say fitted sheet, but it, the pads zip, uh, unzips that sheet unzips and the pad goes inside of it so you could wash wash it if you want i never have i just let it stink yeah <laughs> um, and then just throw your blankets and stuff over it which brings up the point of storage a lot of people don't know either or we touch to bases with a hard shell but a lot of the soft shells to an extent you can store some things inside them i do carry yes. uh, in mine when it's folded it has two pillows and usually like three or four blankets which gets me by and you know most temperatures that i would camp in if it's going to be a lot colder than usually i'll bring like a mummy or a sleeping bag just kind of watching the weather planning accordingly yeah um the other cool thing i love about rooftop tents whether it's hard or soft shell is you're off the ground you don't Bears. have to worry about rocks you don't you park your vehicle Ants. on somewhat of a level surface and you it's like you're in a mobile tree fort it's kids love it oh man my kids go crazy over it as soon as i set it up um and you get some killer views too like you pull up to the side of a super cool canyon and you just the difference from being on the ground to being on the top of your truck might make a world of difference in the view that you have when you wake up in the morning so you get some really cool views you're off the ground you don't have to worry about rocks you don't have to worry about rips or tears in the bottom of your tent um you've got a nice hard surface a mattress to sleep on yes um the base of it is always level. Yeah, always exactly. level. No matter what you do, as long as your truck's level, the base is level. Unless you are terrible at parking a vehicle on a level surface, you will sleep level. That's yeah. And I always I, I adapt and overcome. I've had to camp in certain areas. Like coming to mind is like Glacier National Park. I got the last camp spot, and it was <laughs> terrible. Of course. Uh, but just adapt and overcome. I grabbed some rocks. Yeah. And drove up on them to level out my truck. It's just like an RV, essentially, yeah. like a super 
super I, I cheap RV. I don't get technical about it. I don't, like, bring out a level. I just eyeball <laughs> it. It's probably good enough. Yeah. But it doesn't take much. You can you can level out the rig by just driving up on some rocks or bring a 4x4 four four or whatever you may need to, to level the rig out. But that's that's a big selling point is getting off the ground. Yep. Up here in the northwest, there's a lot of things on the ground that I don't care to sleep with. Yep. Um, Snakes. Bugs. Spiders. Ants, bears. Bears. Moose. Wolves. Deer. Yeah. Elk. I'd rather be above them. Which is one. To, uh, Cooper's got a pretty good story about his last UA trip. I think we brought it up on an episode before, yeah. but yeah, they had a moose in their in their camp, but he's up in his nice plush rooftop tent while our camera guy was down in his little mummy bag. <laughs> but yeah, it's not just from that aspect. That's a good point. Like you can get up out of not only just the unlevel ground. Um, the rocks and stuff, but yeah, you're probably pretty safer up on the top of your truck than you are laying on the ground if you're in a pretty thick wilderness area. Yeah. Um, Agreed. The other thing that's cool, back to the soft shell stuff, is um, they make what's called an annex, and those are something that's typically sold in addition to the rooftop tent, which I got one for mine, and it yeah. makes it awesome. So the annex is like a spare bedroom. Could be a shower room, could be a changing room. Um, but essentially as it folds off to the side of your truck, you have all that space hanging over from the side of your truck to where the end of the tent goes. Right. And they have this massive additional tent, I guess, that zips to that and goes all the way to the ground. Um, some of them have a nice rubber flooring that go into it. So you have an entire changing room or, um, you can throw a cot in there and have an entire another sleeping quarters. There's a lot of options or, you know, uses for that too. Um, yeah. I, I know several people that let their dogs sleep inside that. So they're totally. out of harm's way. Um, kids sleeping down there, um, changing out of your, so you don't have to, you know, I mean, you've been out hiking, you got muddy boots, you can take your boots off down there and then go up the ladder. So you keep the interior of your tent nice and clean. Yep. There's some definite um, selling points to getting a, an annex there. It's like, it's like my mud room. Cause I've got two little kids. I know you got two little kids. Yeah. And it's like, okay, yeah, if you want to go up the ladder into the tree fort, you got to take all your clothes off. (laughs) You got to, yeah, it's like you are changing your clothes into your pajamas. Um, And it's just nice because you have the extra privacy. Um, If you take the rubber floor out, you can turn it into a shower room. You can do all sorts of different cool things with it. So the annex, for me personally, if you are getting a rooftop tent, a soft shell, get the annex. It's well, well worth it. I would like to note on that too as far as opening the tent i would say 99 percent of the people build or set up their soft shell um rooftop tents to open off of either driver or passenger side yep you can You've got a cool setup. I, I got it set up on both of my trucks the one i just sold in my my newer truck the tacoma i have it opening off the back and the reason why i did that and this it was kind of my idea and you can set it up any which way you want but coming off the back of the truck, it actually flips over where the tailgate is when I deploy it, which means you would be facing the tailgate to go up the ladder. And that kind of deploys over the back of the tailgate so that I have kind of a shelter. Yeah. Uh, my idea is if it was raining or it was super hot out, I'd have a little bit of shade or cover from the weather to be able to cook off my tailgate. Because normally I'm cooking on the tailgate or getting into coolers and stuff like that. So It's like an awning and a rooftop tent it's kind combined. Of dual purpose. Yeah, yeah. I it dig makes it. it if you had an annex, which I don't, I'd love to get one. Um, my idea behind that was to like incorporate the tailgate into it, so you could kind of have like a clean room with a shelf or a table. Yeah. To 
cook on, clean on, sit on, you name it. That's the it's a good point as far as weather goes. With all these rooftop tents, the rain fly is incorporated into the yeah, tent. Good point. So as you fold out the hard shells, it doesn't matter because it's obviously a hard shell. But um, what's really cool with these twenty three zero ARB front runner, most all the brands that I'm aware of, when you fold these soft shell tents out, the rain fly is actually already on the tent and existing. Yeah, it deploys with the tent. Exactly. What's cool on some of these brands, twenty three zero in particular, just because it's on my truck and I'm familiar with it, is I can actually take my rain fly off and I've got two massive skylights. I'm pretty jelly of that. So if it's a nice summer day, um, I can take my rain fly off. I can open it, and it still has the mosquito netting on there. Yeah. The kids can look up, stare at the stars. Um, or if you want to, you can even open it all the way up and stand up and stretch. Um, so there's lots of really cool things. And I think we, we're not going to go down this path of all these little nitty-gritty details, but um, they're not cheap. Rooftop tents aren't cheap at all. No. Um, but I will say, like everything else that we talk about, wenches and all this other gear and equipment, you get what you pay for. Totally. Um, Buy once, cry once. Exactly. There's a lot of technology that goes into some of these tents. Um, you buy a tent that's $700, it might totally do you good. That same tent, same footprint that's $1,400 is going to have all the bells and whistles. It's going to have a better mm-hmm. mattress. It's going to have different things. Um, There's a lot of things to look forward <clears> to. Um, yeah. There is, they're being copied left and right. There's like a new rooftop temp manufacturer every, every week. week. It seems like um, every show we go to, we're like, "Have you heard of that brand?" No, I'm, they could be great brands, but yeah, they are no popping idea. up all over. They're the all over the place. But I would like to note that your reputable brands that have a you know good reputation in the industry and they have customer service and support, try to stick with those. I mean, we tried to pick and select the brands that we felt fit our use in our sales the best as yeah. far as providing a good product to our customers much like everything we carry on the site um Araby and the 230 the tapui stuff uh, front runner tents all of those are usually made um from you know a really good manufacturer they have very high quality material they use quality zippers i've yeah. had a couple friends buy some some cheap like smitty belt tents and stuff like that i, I don't i don't want to bash them but they're okay for that person that's going to go out and camp like twice a year. But sure. if you really want to depend on it, you're paying for the quality of the fabric, the quality of the stitching, the quality of the mattress. And I cannot tell you how many times it's like, I, I guess, let's put it this way. Compare a tent that you buy at REI for $300, compare, compare that to a $20, what is it, Ozark Trail at Walmart? Yeah. Yes. They are both tents. <laughs> That's about the only thing they share with one another. The quality of the zipper, for example. How many Ozark Trail tents have you bought in your life because the zipper broke? Same, same like thing. Like one a month. Yeah, like I'm pretty <laughs> sure when before I was it's able like, to afford a rooftop like, tent, I went through every camping trip. I just go buy a new it's, one. It's like I'm going to a bachelor party and we're camping. I'm going to buy. I'm going to get get the cheapest tent I can find because I know it's not going to last the weekend. I, I did that for many years, and I'd always buy the kids' tent. Yeah, because it was like a two-person kids' tent, which is like a one-person adult, and you have to slip, yeah. sleep kitty corner in it. Yep. But you really do get what you pay for. I mean, um, I've seen too many zippers fail, which is super frustrating. And these are not like inexpensive, easy things to ship back and forth. And it's not like when the zipper fails, you just get a replacement. I mean, it's sewed into the tent, so the tent is bad at that point. So, yeah, the quality of the tent comes back to the budget in mind. Most of them, 
you said it you hit the nail on the head there they're they're not cheap people are going to look at the price tag that haven't bought a rooftop tent before and go my god what am i paying yeah but i would say a general rule of thumb for a quality tent you're going to be let's say 12 to 2 1200 to 2 grand on a soft for the soft yeah the hard shells are always going to be more expensive and those shells are fiberglass um they're just there's a lot more that goes into the hard shell stuff yeah so you do get what you pay for much like all the things we sell and you're going to hear that it's going to be a broken record on this uh podcast but um the quality brands you're you're getting a lot of more you know a lot a lot of creature comforts and some of them even like the ERB is now including the the annex yeah in it so yeah I think the majority of the stuff we sell we have an option to add it on the product listing when you purchase it um one of the the companies that's making some really cool stuff who's actually now owned by Thule um is Tapui I'm sure a lot of you that are familiar with rooftop tents know the name Tapui it's now uh Tapui by Thule um but I don't know if you've checked them out they've they've started coming out with some pretty cool accessories for the tents and not that we're going to get into that, but they have like tables and lights and all sorts of stuff that like clip onto the interior of the tents, um, which makes it just a Man, ton I more just, fun. I got like butterflies right now just thinking of camping season. I know. Like, I love I'm going out go. with the lady and the kids and or just being somewhere and popping up the tent. It's like a it's it's like riding a Harley. It's like it's not even a great bike, but it just feels good. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's I mean the worst timing ever i'm sure this is going to come out way past because we're podcast years are totally different than human years but we're still mid coronavirus in quarantine yeah um itching to get out yeah pretty much on lockdown but um cons so yeah there's there's cons there's cons to everything um i've had my rooftop tent on my truck for over two years now and like Ash said, it's on there year round. I never take it off. Um, I know you you take yours off because you run motorcycles and a whole bunch of other stuff in the back of your your truck. Mine's on year round. Um, number one con for me: um, I'm big into hunting. I'm big into fishing. Um, the second I set up my camp, which if I do the annex and everything and take my time doing it, probably takes about fifteen minutes. Um, I can't move. Can't drive. Totally. You once you're set up, that's where you're camping. Uh, you're not going to run to the store. You're not going to run down the street. You're not going to go wheeling up in the woods. Um, it can be done. It's just kind of a, it, it gets it gets pretty tiring after a couple times. Like I can think of, we went to the Northern Cascades hiking for a weekend. Yep. We grew up there for four days, and every day we would take my rig to get up into certain camping or hiking areas because mine was the only off-road capable rig. Yeah, and. Every day I had to break my tent down, fold it up, drive it up, hike for the day, come back, put it up. It was just, it, it's a lot of work. So that's definitely a big con is it, it is once it's up, it's somewhat permanent and you're going to want to stay there. So it works well for me, um, with like riding motorcycles, dirt bikes and stuff like that, because I can use it as like a base camp totally, and then play with my toys. So if you're like a, an ATV, UTV motorcycle guy, absolutely, or you don't leave the camp, <laughs> It works great at that. But if you're going to be moving in and out of camp constantly. Um, not maybe, ideal. Maybe not ideal. Yeah. Um, so that's that's a big one for me. Another one that um, I found out the hard way, and whether it's hard shell or soft shell, I've seen it happen in-house here at Off-Road Power Products on mine personally and another company rig, is it's on the top of your truck, 
a it's lot big. of times you forget about it. Yeah. I was out wheeling with the family and just slowly kind of creeping through some trees and my truck stopped and I gave it a little bit more gas until I realized there's a massive tree branch sticking right in front of my rooftop tent and ripped a huge hole down the side of it. it so it does. It's it's not necessarily a con, but it's something that you can easily forget. Um it's going to have to be aware of for sure. Absolutely need to be aware of it. We've we've busted a um a fiberglass top on one of the tents cuz it hit a tree and just you know, it cracked it. Um but it's something to think about. Again, not really a con, but it, it's you don't really always you're you're always thinking in front of you and behind you if you're clear rarely yeah. are you thinking above you above you so that's kind of definitely changed my way of thinking when i've gone out um, obviously it depends on your environment too if you're in an absolutely. area that you live in the desert and you've never seen a tree before then yeah disregard <laughs> but you're good to go <laughs> yeah. northwest up here it's like every single tree is like just reaching out they jump out in front of you and yeah. smash your truck every every corner yeah. you turn and it's easy to forget about when you're so focused on something that's tight or getting over an obstacle you're so focused on making sure your vehicle's getting through it that you just immediately forget the fact that your rooftop tent is two feet above your cab there's um, alternatives too um yeah for example i i mounted my tent i tried to find bed bars that would mount my tent level with the roof so there was nothing yep. protruding atop, above my roof because i was really worried about smashing the tent yeah um, which that has its pros and cons too now the tent's a little bit lower it makes it kind of awkward to get inside of it because i have to like duck to get down and, and then crawl up into it where th when the tent was a little bit taller on my previous rig it made it a lot more i would say uh, lack of better words easy to you know enter and exit the tent sure but being on top, definitely, um, this may not be an option on a Jeep or an SUV. You, you can't lower it. It's going to be the tallest point of your vehicle. Yeah. Um, last con I really have is just something that comes with the nature of overlanding or camping with a rooftop tent in general, whatever you want to call it, is it's just a lot of added weight at the top of your vehicle. The and place the where you're... You're never wanting to add weight. Yeah, it's it, it definitely is going to change. Some of these rooftop tents, when you get into the big ones, can be 300 pounds. That's a lot of weight. Um, I think mine must weigh at least 175, 200 pounds. Yeah, I can't take mine off by myself. I put mine on by <laughs> myself, but I was also really angry that day. <laughs> so you had some extra motivation <laughs> yeah. behind it. Yeah, I, I can't take mine on or off by myself. So there's a lot of added weight to the top of your rig. So just, I mean... Not necessarily a con, but also, again, something to keep in mind. That's going to change some of the characteristics. Your driving center of gravity is going to be thrown um, a little bit off. Fuel um, efficiency. Yep, fuel Especially efficiency. touching on that last subject where it's up above, you have kind of another wind break. You're breaking wind with a big yep. square box that's uh, as aerodynamic as a brick. Um, so I, I guess that would be a pro that we could say with some of the uh, – the hard shells is they're a little more aerodynamic for sure compared to the big boxy soft soft shell yep um but definitely a lot of weight that's going to consume more fuel you're potentially going to be breaking wind with it which is going to consume fuel as well um so they're big and bulky uh, they're hard to put on and off they're not very light there is alternatives for that um something that i'm going to do because i take mine off and on is use uh there's a couple companies i think even found one on like amazon that does um, like a, a lifting rack for storage. Oh. 
and then I'm gonna build a little rack or a couple two by fours to go underneath my tent and then you just use an electric drill and it lifts it off the rig and then puts it back down oh that's rad um, or I've seen some guys use like soft top or soft top hard top um, lifts for Jeeps yeah so you can take it on and off for yep. those that I know I'm gonna get that question in this podcast is <laughs> how do I is it easy to put on and off uh, the answer is no they're pretty dang heavy unless if you figure out a mechanical way or something cable system something to help take it on and off or forklift or some buddies or yeah yeah all in all that's that's pretty much everything you need to know about rooftop tents i think they're super fun they're hard shell the heck out of them soft shell um yeah they're it it almost like brings back a little bit of like a kid in you when you go it it because it does it feels like a tree fort they it's they're awesome it's got a weird feeling to it yeah it just feels right yep um, so yeah, any questions you have on rooftop tents, hopefully we answered all of them in this podcast. Um, but that's what Ash and I are here for. Don't hesitate to reach out. Both of us have got lots of experience sleeping in them, installing them. Um, yeah, shoot us an email. Um, we got the podcast email podcast at offroad power products. Yes, sir. Ash at offroad power com. Kyle at offroadpowerproducts.com pretty simple straightforward so thanks for tuning in everybody soundcloud itunes spotify youtube google play is where you can find us and uh we'll see you on another episode of america's off-road podcast